Hello and welcome to the Jabroni Show on CFRC 101.9 FM. And oh boy, was there a classic in Game 5 of the Bucks versus the Suns. How's it going, Evan? I'm well, Thomas. I'm well. Um, best game, I best basketball game. And obviously I've seen better actual games, but I mean, the finals is the best regardless of anything. Anyways, best game I've, I feel like I've seen all things considered since 2018 finals game one, the J.R. Smith incident at the end of regulation. That's I think that's the best NBA game we've seen in three years. Oh, I, I think honestly, just the back and forth, I mean, off the bat, the Suns are up. What, like, pretty much? I might as well just say twenty. I'm sure his high teens wasn't exactly keeping tabs. It seems like they'd absolutely put them away, firing on all cylinders. Drew Holiday has to leave the game early because he has two quick fouls. Little do we, we know he was a hidden weapon coming back just to really have the breakout game he needed for this series. Yeah, it was like. I wouldn't call it your typical breakout game. Um, he obviously played fantastic in, was it the third quarter? He had a really, really good stretch. I mean, he shot four for 20, which, yeah, I wish I was better at math. That's 20%, though. Um, call it a breakout game. Don't call it a breakout game, regardless of what you think. Um, obviously, the steal at the end of the game in the pass, uh, like that's that's a play that will go not like just more. We'll get to that play in general, but like from Holiday, that's great. That seemed like it was Booker's fault to me personally. Um, obviously, it was great anticipation, but but and I, I you can't really say anything bad about Booker because of the stat line he put up, especially when Paul. Paul, you know, Paul's kind of been upsetting, not just because he's hasn't been really scoring efficiently and really, you know, commanding the ball, but more so because he's also kind of turning it over and not creating as much. But Booker, for like what it felt like the last five possessions, and they were having some success with it, was really going nose down, and it felt like the Bucks were super ready for that on that possession. And it, it, it ended in the holiday steal. But it, again, was like a, another last night was kind of just an example of literally if, if Middleton plays well, it's, it's you know, who's going to win the game. And, well, he did play well. Um, he hit some really, really tough shots. Last night's game felt in a way, and no one's making comparisons to either side, uh, to the players to either side, but it almost felt like when LeBron back in like the from 2015 to like 2018 or I guess 2017, he would either the finals game would either go with him shooting the ball 30 times, shooting 15 free throws, not deferring at all, getting everything at the rim, or him kind of getting like like being super efficient, getting like. 15, 18 shots up, kind of scoring on all of them, but then heavily deferring to Kyrie. And Kyrie would just be making just every shot. It wouldn't matter what defender was on him, the type of closeout or anything. It, it Last night reminded me of that with with the Middleton and, Gia, and Giannis pairing. 
that's that's what I kind of came to mind for me at least. I didn't see that personally, but now that you've said it, it actually does make sense as far as the two play styles uh, complementing each other. And we really, I think maybe what could have triggered it for you this game is they were running that they were so scared of playing Jeff Teague. I mean, it's it's crazy that they have to rely on him for minutes in the finals. But besides that, they were running that big lineup to keep him off the floor with Middleton at PG. Yeah. Yeah, could you explain to me? So first of all, I think, and don't get me wrong, Conton played 31 minutes. Um, why don't they have Conton out there for like 42? He's 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 just better than Tucker. I I genuinely believe that. Um, the Suns are 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 throughout the series have been closing further further in on Giannis on defense, leaving Tucker open in the corner. Um, Conton and I think at the beginning of the series, I I was joking about. Well, I wasn't joking. I was sharing my opinion about both sides of the benches, and I was I was talking down on campaign. But then on the other side, um, I was talking about Conton, who I thought, who I said was a good player, but it feels like um, it felt almost like Budenholzer was trying to make him happen, even though he's like. He's Connaughton. He it feels like you know what he gives you, and Budenholzer was trying to excessively like make Connaughton a thing. But Connaughtons, Connaughtons, they're uh, after obviously Holiday um, in Middleton. I don't consider Giannis a win. Connaughtons, their third best wing. He's played really well this finals. He's kind of taken almost like I feel like the Suns wish Jay Crowder could be playing like Connaughton's playing right now. I mean, Jay Crowder's been pretty good, but yeah. As far as like the comparison there, I definitely think he's better than Tucker, and I don't think we're too far off from having the conversation: Is PJ Tucker actually good, or does he just try really hard on defense? And those might be this exact same thing. But I definitely would love to see more Pat Connington and him and maybe even the starting lineup moving forward to close out this series. Yeah, well, it's not even like I want to see more of him. I just don't understand. Like, at this point, it, he seems like, and I love what Brooke Lopez gives them at times, but he actually seems like their fourth best player, which obviously sounds kind of silly coming out of my mouth. But I, I think it may be I think it may be the case. He's He's been super solid down the stretch, and he stretches the floor like – I swear, like a bunch of his, and he's not like he, he's shot extremely well from three from the for the finals, but a lot of his threes are like mad, mad deep. Um, no, and I believe it was uh, game four. He hit a crazy top of the key three to kind of seal it up for them and push the lead right at the end. Yeah, he's he's he comes out in big moments. Shooting forty um, percent from three on the series. I mean, on the playoff series, uh, whole playoffs. Last night confirmed. Do you remember our conversation last week about how we were talking about how, in theory, Aiton's physicality would is like kind of like the perfect match for Giannis, and we were just both amazed by Giannis's strength. Yep. Last night confirmed it again. He had some really, really, really tough finishes around the rim that it felt like again. I hate to do it, and I guess we can talk. I don't think you may not have seen Space Jam or, or you've probably seen the social media reviews, so we can add a bit of that in later. But it felt like, I keep on bringing it back to LeBron, what a shame. Um, 
I felt like I hadn't seen some of those finishes since like the 2017 LeBron when he was um, patting his bicep after every end one. He's so strong, man. No, and I haven't seen the new Space Jam yet. I have been meaning to watch it, but on that Giannis note, I don't know. It seemed like he put up a quiet 32 last night. Like he was just low key the leading scorer for the Bucks. Yeah, that's like that's what I'm referring to about like the LeBron, um, LeBron Giannis, and then Middleton carry. It feels like Middleton always had the ball in his hands and was making like the crazy crunch time or huge end of shot clock shots. But like you look at the box score and you see, oh, Giannis is has this many points and he, he's really been letting the game come to him. And I think my point earlier about, I, I genuinely believe he's not a good passer. Like he actually does not deliver the ball that well, but um, he's seeing the floor a lot better. And I think that not only has to do with like, um, you know, finding open players, but he's been better at deciding when to attack and when when he realizes that he can get his own and my biggest takeaway is i i loved i loved the game yeah it was a game was it a game three or game four block the block on eight and the seal it at the buzzer game four the game four block was like uh okay i i'm always happy when there's like a defining moment from the finals that i can you know remember like this player from um, I find out it's almost disappointing when it doesn't happen. Like it, it, it certainly didn't happen in last year's finals. You can't really think of a, a moment that stuck out. Giannis is twenty six, and I'm not. I'm not because I'm not here to be like like oh, I'm not here to totally jump on the bandwagon. But um, he's twenty six. You look at his resume; it's pretty outstanding. Um. I get excited when there's plays like that alley oop at the end of the game where I, I like look back ten years from now and I think of 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 how I remember Giannis and because like I totally like I remember LeBron by by the block on Iguodala and for example like the game the game winner against Orlando back when he was in Cleveland for the first and um, I remember players by or moment. the uh, shot on OG the LeBronto. Yeah, that I uh, that's another good one. I remember the best players by moments and for Giannis to have not only an amazing series but like two like that alley-oop is like ingrained in my head. I I I appreciate that from this finals too as well as is what I'm trying to get at. Um also how good and you can say what you want about the injuries, but it feels like the Bucks are. It feels like the Bucks are the best team in the NBA, and hey, the the Phoenix may win these next two games and win the finals. But it feels like the the Bucks totally deserve to win the this finals, and they're showing why they're the best team in the NBA, regardless of the injuries. Um, Giannis calling his shot to stay in Milwaukee, and not only stay, but realize that and holiday hasn't been all that he's been important but he hasn't been all that he, he hasn't realized, been worth what they gave up for him yeah but, besides but, the fact that it got Giannis to put pen to paper yeah totally mortgage totally like mortgaging your team's potential future for that when the east just became a lot stronger with um 
Durant, Durant, like Harden, Kyrie, well, Harden wasn't there. The Durant stuff. Um, obviously, the Lakers looking like a perennial, like doing all that, and then actually showing up and and keeping your word and showing it's gonna it, it, it works. It's a pretty like that's an impressive shot to call. I don't think many of us even. I mean, as far as seeing this coming, I know we both picked the Bucks to win the championship at the start of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we knew they were going to be one of the strongest teams in the East, along with Philly and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But as far as actually seeing these moments that you've been talking about, these moments that we're going to remember 10 years from now, the Giannis oop, and just the stare down to the camera after is, I mean, his insane block on Aiden. And him actually reaching these moments with this team, I honestly didn't see coming yeah i didn't see it coming but like going back to my more specific point like it's cool when because we always talk about like player empowerment and in players have so much uh, like power and they can choose basically what their team looks like and where they're going to play it's cool to see not only like that Giannis was loyal but he basically called the shot like i'm not only going to be loyal and I think I think Giannis like secretly knows that he's not in like you're you're gonna get some arguments because he's he's realistically one of the best defensive players in the NBA. You're gonna get some arguments, but he's realistically he's not in that tier with LeBron, Katie, Kawhi, in my opinion. And I've trust me, I've been watching this playoffs, and I still think that way. So I, for me, it's like almost cool to see like. He legitimately called his shot with with resigning with the Bucks. Like, there's no better like, I don't know, like got you, I was right moment because he's not like. I don't think Giannis is totally delusional into like I can will my team to like a championship. I'm the best player in the world. Like nothing's stopping me. He's like, he had to look at the Bucks situation and be like, okay, well, do I like the coach? Do I like the ownership? Do I like Middleton as kind of number two? And do I think they can find a number three that's good enough to take us to a championship? while not giving away too much, I think most people with all in front of them would have said, ah, Milwaukee's not the best place. Again, regardless of it being like small market and not wanting to be there. Giannis disagreed and he came through. I think that's kind of a cool, that's a cool aspect of all, of all this too. I mean, I totally agree with you. You look at, the championships where the guy has kind of stayed loyal, decided to make do with a situation that is still good. It's fine. It's totally fine. But there, if he went to Dallas, the league would have been over. Played with yeah, that, That's the thing. He There were so many other decisions for him that could have made it potentially easier. He could have gone to Toronto as well. I think the league would have been pretty well wrapped up with I mean, we saw how good the team was. Well, the team did terribly this year, but before they got devastated by COVID and when they were in their title defense last season, if any team adds Giannis that has not had to kind of, I mean, that does not only have one other star on their team. And at the time they had uh, Middleton and uh, they had just made the holiday trade, but any team that hasn't really had to do all these sorts of things that has the depth and type of, prospect pools of like a Miami or of, I mean, Dallas is kind of in that similar situation where they need to add a free agent, but Toronto, there was greener grass for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, not even location wise, but just roster wise. So that's it's again, it's it's cool to see him call a shot like that. And um, I guess now that we're looking at this, do you think that we're kind of precursing the Giannis winning the championship here? Is that where your head's at? Do you feel like the Bucks have kind of figured this out? Well, when they were down 2-0, I gave my prediction. I think I, you gave your prediction. I think yours was Bucks and seven. I don't want to yeah, say it if it there. was wrong, but I think I said Bucks and six because I genuinely did think that they were, you know, I said like Bucks and six or seven. No, you I, said six I, for sure. I, I, I like, I, I think that's what, like, I actually think the Bucks are that much better than the Suns. I think they're, you know, four two better. Like, so yeah, I, I'm I'm staying that way, but um, I'm not. The question I thought you were actually gonna ask me was like, "Are you getting ready for the Giannis reign?" I I'm not. I it's not that I'm ready for it. So I don't think it's happening. Yeah. At the same, I guess my kind of question about the Giannis reign is. I don't think he'll be able to get to that level, but could he get kind of in the conversation of the best player not to be in that conversation, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's like, it's like a, to me, it's like a Dirk championship um, where everything kind of fit really well and they beat really good teams. And, and but the reason they won was because of him, but everyone knows. And I think... I think Giannis knows too, but he's not he's not the best player in the NBA and he's not about to win the next three championships. Um Yeah, it's like a that's kind of how it feels to me. Like a Dirk, like a D Wade championship. Wade obviously in two thousand I wanna say eight. Eh, more like seven, I think. But yeah, it feels like one of those championships where you know he'll be competing next year. But um but he, he got his one and and I don't know I don't know how much people are getting excited that he's only twenty six and he'll make you know, he'll he'll probably win another MVP and I'll do he'll do other stuff too, but I don't like buy it, subscribe to like the whole like well if you won one at twenty six and LeBron didn't win one until like what? Twenty eight even? Twenty seven? Yeah. I don't subscribe to just because he won one at 26, that means he's going to win um, three more. No, I totally agree with you on that front. I mean, I think this generation of basketball fans do expect that type of consistency out of a superstar, but I think that's only because the superstar we've used to been used to watching and kind of has you have been using as the measuring stick of super duper stardom is LeBron. And it's becoming, I mean, as we mature and kind of watch basketball change, it's becoming more and more obvious that we are, may or may not get another LeBron in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the same time this, and it, it doesn't, it's, it's tough to put him, then with the with the Katie's and and Steph's as well, but like this puts in. I've always my calling card has been like everyone thinks Giannis is all this, but what has he actually done? Uh, more than James Harden, who people notoriously love to bash on for one reason or another. And let me tell you, there's 
a bunch of reasons. Like this actually puts, I mean, like unarguably Giannis in that kind of next level. Um, puts him with like a Kawhi career-wise, I almost feel like. And honestly, like ahead of a Chris Paul. So... Yeah, it's like it's it's like at a point you're reminded like not LeBron and Steph don't have to win every championship. Like there are other there there's a, a tier below that that also is good enough. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of touch on here near the end is about kind of all those players in that league is when we saw kind of these defining moments from Giannis, the alley oop, and the block. I feel like when other big NBA guys have those types of moments or games, you see it on Twitter. And I feel like I only really saw Dame tweet about Giannis's, I mean, block in particular, and I didn't see really much about the alley-oop yesterday. The players, the other players, I don't know if they're, they're not jealous. I think they genuinely, I don't think they dislike Giannis. I think they dislike his, his game, though. I think they're almost upset that someone with that, sort of skill set um and demeanor is 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 gonna win the championship i kind of believe that at least like lebron wasn't there well lebron was there to market for space jam last night lebron wasn't there for anyone on the box he was there for chris paul um to me it would be way normal for lebron like lebron is not like a can he's contemporaries like eight guys in the league and, and really not many more. He, yeah, he's friends with, with others, but there's no one really kind of like LeBron. Obviously when LeBron sees guys like Katie, Kawhi, that's a different story. But like Giannis is unarguably LeBron's contemporary. And I feel like, and LeBron doesn't have to acknowledge him. They don't have to be friends. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that, but it felt a bit weird in, in the past series, they've times they've met, LeBron doesn't regard Giannis as his contemporary, I don't think. And I don't think the best, like, the way Giannis even has drafted in past, like, all-star games, he drafts very, like, like um, you know, not American-centric. I think, I think um, guys, like, I think it's people... The like Jokic's and, and Embiid, Embiid kind of fits in both patterns, are very separate to the the Dames and the and the Anthony Davises and Durants. In my opinion, there's almost a small divide. So you're saying it's not as much? Are you saying it's not as much that the players? It's just they don't show them those kudos because they don't respect you know the run and dunk man. I'm sure if Harden said it, other players feel a similar way. Or is it you think there's just kind of a cultural difference between the U.S. kind of training system and how they all come up AAU and they're all buddy-buddy compared to maybe a more European style of development? I think it's a mix of both. But I think the biggest takeaway is that like LeBron and I'm about to sneeze in like the next 30 seconds. So when that happens, it will happen. But LeBron's like... (laughs) He, he he's actually like not like you can tell sometimes when other NBA players are happy for each other. Um, LeBron wouldn't be happy if one of Giannis or Jokic like won won the finals for whatever reason. Like I genuinely believe that. No, I think he'd like to see it go to you know kind of 
or even you know like even as far as like oh yeah that boy like sending out just a tweet like that i feel like it's maybe it's because those guys don't train with him during the summer and i'm sure i feel like there's reports about various people whether it's lebron or somebody trying to get Giannis to come train with them during the summer and he does it all with his own people and yeah but still i mean just my like... biggest takeaway from it really is that Giannis is just different i mean there's we're not gonna Correct. see a player of this superstar fame come from like really one of the most remarkable stories in sports like essentially a malnutritioned teenager who has now become kind of the most athletic person for his size in the The world like trajectory especially the trajectory of Giannis especially in a sport like basketball where you're like you're basically people kind of have you labeled as this or that when you're like 17 16 years old the trajectory of Giannis to to actually now having won the finals and not just being you know an MVP is like it it, it won't happen again from going going from rookie year to to sophomore and and on it, that trajectory regardless of where they found him and how they scouted him like just his the difference between his first and fourth year in the NBA. The first fourth to obviously now, which I think it's about his eighth or something like that, or maybe seventh. Um, that that won't happen again. It 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 just it, like the odds of it happening are none. I think. No, and you even see like people talk about oh the next Giannis with uh, Pokushevsky in this most recent draft, and then there's guys who kind of, um, I mean guys like who have interesting play styles at that size. I know I won't get into a full draft breakdown, but there's always going to be that Giannis comparison now that it's happened. Mm-hmm. But but those guys aren't guaranteed to grow three inches after their rookie season, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like my takeaway point is like Giannis is the apex predator. Like as pound for pound, the most athletic person for his size in the world. I'd still give it to LeBron. LeBron, I mean... At six eleven, I mean, I'm talking like six eleven, not. Uh... Yeah, I think pound for pound. I mean, LeBron's allegedly. Oh yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Pound they, for pound is the, I guess, the wrong description. Just the they largest. Weigh, they weigh basically the same. I'd say LeBron's a, a way more of an athletic freak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as the size of a person compared to how athletic they're able to be, as far as being able to run, jump, lateral quickness, I don't know if there's anybody else who's six eleven who can really move like he can. Yeah, I agree with that. And I guess with that being said, there's not many other uh, show hosts who can move like we can. You are listening to The Jabroni Show on CFRC 101.9 FM. Have a great morning.
Paragon Cause. And you're listening to JB on CFRC 101.9 FM. Hello, I'm Tamara Cicerella, a counselor serving area residents who live with addictions or mental health concerns. Deeply committed workers like me assist people in reaching their recovery goals. On April 1st, Addictions and Mental Health Services in Kingston and Frontenac joins Lennox and Addicton in offering confidential, quality services. Addictions Mental Health Services, Kingston, Frontenac, Lennox and Addington is committed to providing the best possible services to all who need it. For more information in Kingston and Frontenac, call 613-544-1356 or in Lennox and Addington, 613-354-7388. 